Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome, and thanks for being here. How about those UConn Huskies playing for a national championship Monday night? Uh, I said earlier in an earlier episode, um, nothing better than the NCAA tournament. Uh when your team is in it and doing well. I mean, it's a great tournament. Love watching it. But, you know, every, every what? So what are we going now? 2014 was the last time um, the Huskies were there. So 23 now. So it's, uh, you know, it's just, just you can't have it every year, right? But it's nice when your team's there. Uh, I went to a local card show today in Clinton, Connecticut. Uh, it was the first, the first show, the first show they did there. Uh, and I know they had come around at the Mohegan sun show, talking to everybody, uh, to, to get down there to, to, you know, be a dealer or just, you know, show up to the show. Uh, you know, it was an amazing turnout turnout. There was a ton of people there, but the space, the venue was so small. They only had like 20, 25 tables, uh, and there was hardly any room to move in there, but you know what? You you go down there, you see what's there, you see all the same people. Uh, you know, in Connecticut, we've got shows every week, and you know, like myself and most people, we show up at the shows, so it's great to see people. Uh, shout out Jordan uh, at Zips Cards. Um, he had a table outside. It was absolutely freezing out there, uh, wind blowing. It was cold. Uh, but you know what? They got to see what everyone was selling uh, before anyone else inside. So that that was kind of cool. It was uh, he did it right down there, and me just hanging out with him out there. I sold a few cards. Um, shout out to my guy Sean, uh, who bought a couple soccer cards from me. Uh, he's from Chicago, and he's going to National, and uh, we will probably meet up at National this year. So one thing I heard a number of times today from dealers when asked about football and QBs or just football in general, um, where is it? Do you have any? And they said, hey, what's in my case? That's what I have. I left everything else at home. And it was kind of cool. One young kid said, it's a show. Why wouldn't you bring all your cards? Right. And of course, you know, the response is comps are down and uh, this is what I'm willing to sell at a discount. I know myself, I've been doing the same thing. I think the same way. Uh, and I think that's probably, you know, what, how the hobby feels, you know, this, this thinking of, um, you know, comps are down. I, I can't sell my football. I got to keep it away and sell something different. But it's interesting that I can go online and find great deals on football. But I go to a show and I can hardly find any cards. And if I do, they're usually overpriced. You know, so on my way home from the show, I started thinking, 
I'm getting what I think are great deals online and nothing is for sale at these shows. And if it is, it's overpriced. Are these great deals I'm getting online? The new comps are today's deals. The new comps. Will the football market have a surge between now and the summer or will prices stay closer to what things are selling for now in years past? We know as, as you know, other seasons wind down and, you know, new seasons ramp up, you know, the prices go up on stuff. Um, but it's been kind of a little different. It's been a little different over these last, you know, 12, 14, 16 months with what usually happens in the hobby. Things are happening a little differently. Um, nobody's completely putting football away, right? There was uh, there was one guy at the show today that had uh, a Joe Burrow XRC. And I don't even know what the grade was, but it was kind of a buzz because everybody knows I buy XRCs. So as soon as I showed up, they're like, oh, somebody's got an XRC, a Joe Burrow. And and he's probably one of the only, besides him, Mahomes, and, and just a couple other people, I pretty much have mostly all the XRC PSA 10s of, of I have a lot of them. Um, so I kind of hustled inside. I was hoping, hey, maybe maybe today's a good day. I'm going to get a Joe Burrow. And I walked in and I knew another guy. I said, hey, who's got the Joe? He's like, oh, my God, that thing is gone. It was like the talk of the whole, like somebody's got a this high-end football card. And it was like, who is going to get Who is going to get it? You know, and I kind of laughed. And I, and, I, and I understand it because I did the same thing. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. There's a high-end football card in there. I want to go in and get, get my hands on it. And funny enough that I tried to get a table at this show. And if I did get a table, I probably would have figured out a way to buy that Joe Burrow. If it was a PSA 10, uh, I probably would have figured out a way to buy that Joe Burrow. Um, you know, I've purchased close to, what, 20? Probably almost 20 select XRC PSA 10 cards over the last two months, as well as some other really great PSA 10 cards of, of quarterbacks. Um and next week when I do, uh, I think it's next week. I think next week when I do uh, part two, my road to national, I'm going to share a bunch of those cars um, and my thoughts on why I'm buying them. Um, I love the cards and, uh, you know, I, I just, again, I'll talk about them. I know I want, I want to talk about them right away. This is how passionate I am about these XRCs, right? But while I'm buying those, you know, I also have to buy inventory to put in my cases because, you know, as over the next month, two months, you know, football is going to start making a comeback. And I've made a commitment to purchase inventory strictly for national and then purchase inventory to be putting in my cases. And I want to, I want to, I want to stick to that commitment. I don't want to, I don't want to move away from it. And I'm feeling a little bit right now, like I did last year as I was buying these cards, because this is about the time I knew I had a table at national last year. So I started saying, oh, I got to buy all these great cards for national. And I really, I started going out and getting all these cards. And I remember between a show in June and a show in July, I moved most of those cards. And I started thinking, well, 
what happens if they don't sell it national? I need to get, you know, I need to sell them, you know, I need to sell them before football season starts. Right. So, um, I started selling the cards and then when I got to national, I realized I sold myself short that a lot of the same people that were, they were purchasing, they were buying these things, you know, in, in June and the beginning of July and bringing them in national and they were priced higher. I felt like I lost out. I felt like there was money I left, I left behind. So this year, my commitment, I want to hold them. I want to, you know, I, I, we only have a half a table, right? So I only have so much space and I want to put, the best cards in that space that I feel are going to sell when we're there. Uh, so I find myself buying lower end, you know, stuff that I'm just grading. I'm looking to grade now uh, because that just seems like the thing to do. Uh, a couple of people said to me, oh, you should go dig through. And I know there are some great values in singles boxes because I put great value in singles boxes but I just can't get myself to do it. I can't get myself to do it. Um, I, for whatever reason, I, I don't want to spend that much time at somebody's table. So I like to pull up and I like, I don't mind seeing the sing singles in inside the cases and I pull them out and I do the best I can. Like I look at them and I do the best I can, but the prices that I'm paying for them, you know, if they've got, like I got, I got home today and one of the cards I bought that looked great. I pulled out my phone. I, you know, I was blowing it up. I looked it all over. I mean, they looked, the centering looked good. The edges looked good. The corners looked good. Um, and I got home and I got out and, you know, put it under the magnifying glass and I could see that there was a, there was an issue with the surface. Right. So I said, okay, well, uh, I still bought it at such a great price that I, I could certainly just get my money right back out of it. I hold it a little while. Maybe I'll get a few more dollars, but it's not something I could send off to grading. But a lot of the cards I am getting, I, I'm going to send off. I want those to come back. I want that's I want that to be in my case. Come June, July, these cards that I'm buying now, I'll send out, I'll get graded and come back and put it in there because there's just... I'm not sure if I want to buy the graded cards and the graded cards I do buy. I just want to buy tens. Like if I'm going to buy a card, why wouldn't I just buy a 10? And I know there's a lot of value in eights and nines, but you know, why wouldn't I just buy a 10? The whole goal is when I'm buying these singles to send it off to grading and have it come back at 10. So if I'm going to do it and I want to cut out all the extra work, why wouldn't I just go out and buy a 10? Uh, and I'm also, you know, I, well, I'm obviously buying proven players, but I'm doing a little prospecting too. a couple players that from this last year's draft that, you know, I think could have a little jump between now and the summer. You know, I, I, I don't mind if I can, if I can go out and buy an RPA of a quarterback for 30 or $40. I mean, that, that to me, if that quarterback ends up being the starting quarterback, whether he plays well or not between now and August, if he, in July, if he's announced the starter, his prices, there's somebody's going to really want to buy those cards. It's got to at least at $30 and $35 and $40. I would think they would at least double, um, could be wrong. And, you know, some of them are gradable. Some of them I will send off and get graded and come back. And, you know, that could be worth that much more if they come back at 10. Um, I've invested in higher end football specifically. 
just for national talked about this but everything i'm buying i'm looking is almost i would say 95 percent uh is low pop it's all low pop stuff so even when no matter what cards i'm looking for the first thing i'm looking is what's the pop count on these cards because that's that's what i want to put in my cases out at national um Buying these cards to me is just, it's almost like doing a little investing, like buying stocks or things like that. You know, you have some low risk, you have some high risk. And I know there's a ton of people and, you know, in my, in my close circle, in my wolf pack everywhere, people look at me sometimes and shake their hands and say, don't do it. Don't do it. You know, safe money, go buy, you know, this and that. But I do. I, there's there's just something about the hobby and something about um, being able to pick a winner, right? I, I I mean, I don't know what makes me different from other people who are like, oh, I will never, never go buy anything on a young player. I'm just buying vintage. I'm buying all that stuff. And I understand that. I completely understand what they're saying. But for me, in the lane that I'm in and, and the lane that I want to be in, I've, I've got to do a little bit of investing. I've got to have uh, some younger rookie type cards in my case. I have to know what I'm doing. I have to, I have to be able to know year after year who could make a little bit of a jump up not going to get rich on it. I understand that. But if I buy an RPA at 40 or $50 and they're selling at a hundred dollars come July and I've over doubled my money to me, that's a win. That that's a hundred percent win. I don't need to get rich. I don't need to go out and buy a $4,000 card and then hope it jumps to nine or $10,000. I that's nowhere near the lane I need to be in. Cause I would probably have trouble sleeping at night if I was trying to do that. So you know, low risk, low reward, but I don't mind that. You know, I was, I was talking to somebody today and at the show and, you know, we were just talking like, this is what most people do. Like you're going out, you're trying to make a few dollars on every card you're selling, but what are we doing with the money? It's not like we're, it's not like we're taking the money. And I mean, some people do, they go off and they pay their bills and things like that. But for the most of us, it's so we can afford to buy our PC cards. It's, it's so we can afford to reinvest. So it's, you know, it's money that just keeps circling and circling and circling. It comes in, it goes out, it comes in, it goes out. Um, some people, some people are getting rich in the hobby. I mean, it's certainly not me, but as long as it can be self-sufficient, that's good enough for me. Uh, my next three shows, I'm hoping to move most of my hockey to fund additional higher end football. And, you know, again, like I just said, possibly a PC card or two. Uh, it's always nice to buy a PC card and, you know, I found myself for a little while buying more PC cards than show cards. And I said, wait, you know, I understood that I have a lot of cards, right? But I had to start saying, okay, now it's time to start looking forward again now to uh, to what's coming up, what's, what's down the road, because that's the only way I think you're successful in here is if you could buy now and then sell later, right, with anything else. Uh, so, yeah. So I, I've invested in hockey. I've, you know, I've taken hockey to the shows and it hasn't been a, a big seller for me, but 
I've done a few things with it, right? I ended up picking up a lot, you know, a number of high-end Ovechkin cards uh, that are in my PC. So I'm happy about that. But I have a number of my two rows in my five-row case and my five-row Zion box that, you know, I'm looking to move now towards the end of this year. And uh, over my next three shows, I'm hoping to do it. Now, I've got Springfield this weekend coming up. Uh, and even though I know this show, when I was at this show last, this show to me was always a buying experience. Never sold a ton of stuff at Springfield, but I usually bought a lot. Uh, and the last Springfield show, I had sold some hockey. So I'm hoping, I have a positive outlook that I'll sell some more hockey um, at Springfield. And and if it's a buying show, it's a buying show. I pick up a few more things for, you know, moving forward, things that I could pick up now, you know, sit on them, wait for the value to go up and then move them into my case and make a bit of a profit on it. Um, I'm hoping for the reverse. I'm hoping that I'm going to be selling some of my inventory, selling some hockey. But, you know. I, I, you know, you're going to have to wait till next weekend to next week. And, and I'll be, I'll be here telling you exactly what kind of show it is. But to me, Springfield's always been kind of more of a buying show than a selling show. Uh, the following weekend, uh, the 15th and 16th, I have Hofstra. Uh, and Hofstra's always a great show. It's very, very crowded in there. Um, and the last two years, there's been a ton of hockey ton of hockey at Hofstra and I know people who who you know other dealers that are you know they deal hockey at Hofstra and they say it's just a great show to move hockey uh so I'm hoping I'm hoping that you know moving into that weekend that I'll be able to move more hockey and one kind of a neat thing about this show and there's a lot of vintage at this show at the Hofstra show but there's a lot of foot last year at this time there was a lot of football um, there was a lot of higher end football I remember seeing there last year, and I was excited. That was probably, you know, one of those those April shows that, you know, football had kind of cut right off in February, and then there was March, and and you know I was finding some steals and some deals, and then we got the Hofstra. I was like, oh man, look at all this football in here. I mean, it's probably priced accordingly, but it was uh, there was just a ton of higher end football there. So I'm looking forward to that too. Uh, then the weekend after that is Toronto. Now, come on, man. If I don't finish moving my hockey there, then there's something wrong with me, right? Uh, everyone, I, I've never been to this show, but everyone I talk to say that show is 80% hockey. And if you've got hockey, bring it to the show. You can move it. So I'm, I'm hoping for that. You know, when I went out to um, Winnipeg, I want to say last year. Yeah, it was last year, last August. I went out to Winnipeg and I did the uh, LCSs. I went to four of them. They were all like 95% hockey. There was no football in their cases. It was all hockey. And only one of the shows actually, I mean, one of the stores actually had like wax, hockey wax. I mean, football wax. Um, and that was it. Uh, and And actually, I should say one of them. Two of them did. A lot of them were like single packs, but one of them had some hobby boxes uh, and just enor outrageously priced, outrageously priced. Like a box we would have paid like 600 or 650 for here uh, was selling for like 
$1,400. And I know there's a, there's an exchange difference, but then there was a lot, a lot more added onto it after that. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I should be able to sell. I mean, I don't think I'm going to buy any, buy much football or find much football at the Toronto Expo. I could be completely wrong and I could be completely surprised, but uh, my goal uh, going there is to one experience the show uh, and two move the hockey and possibly even find a, a PC or car PC card or two of, of Ovechkin um, or Gretzky. Right? Uh, look, no one knows where the comps will be come July. Um, but I know if I don't sell, most of my most of my football before the season starts in late august next year i'm going to be stuck with it you know i'm either going to have to move it at a lower price or i'm going to have to hold on to it uh till playoffs or the following year and i'm tired of being stuck with the cards um this is why i'm i'm i'm, I'm, I'm learning and i keep adjusting what i'm doing uh my goal is to be able to move the football that I'm buying now to move is have that all moved. If it doesn't move at national, it's going to move at East coast national, because if it doesn't move there, then I'm stuck with it. Then I'm stuck with it waiting for, um, waiting for the playoffs who made it to the playoffs, whose cards are going to come up. Cause we all know once the kickoff of the football season, the prices just start to decline. There's a couple hot people. If there's some rookies that are playing well, their cards are going to be doing well. Um, I think someone like Mahomes, uh, you know, his prices have been up since he won the Super Bowl, right? So, you know, I I don't really don't see them going down that much between now and then, um, and it's possible they go up even even higher. A couple of those cards, those football cards that I've had in my case, um, one for two seasons, and one I just picked up more recently. Um, I moved this week. I moved this week. I threw them in. I threw them in to, to seal a deal on a card. Um, I overpaid on a card. I'll be the first one to say, uh, I know I did. And I overpaid based on the comps, but not on what I actually paid. If that makes any sense at all. Um, I, I, I was trying to get the deal done and at the price that I wanted to get this deal done, the price that absolutely made a hundred percent sense to me. Uh, the person selling the card was kind of like, no, I need a little more. You got to throw a little more on. And, and I know this guy and I was a little annoyed at this, but I kind of understood it a little bit too. So, you know, to get the deal done, um, I threw a couple stale cards in. I said, hey, if I throw these cards in, can we get this deal done? Uh, and we did. So, you know, the card I ended up getting is a pretty liquid card. And I'm going to talk about the card right now. Um, i just tell you what the deal was. So if you remember, I picked up uh, at Mohegan, I picked up uh, Wayne Gretzky, a PSA 3 uh, card. I traded that plus cash. And on top of that, I threw in two Josh Allen 
rated rookie cards. One was a BGS nine and one was a PSA nine, right? So the deal was for this card here, I'm going to hold it up, try to get you in there. Uh, 2017 uh, Patrick Mahomes optic blue numbered to 149. It's a PSA nine. Um, so here's a situation to me. It was a no brainer, right? I talk about saying sometimes that I want a card and I figure out in my mind, I'm going to get the card. Just what's the best way for me to go, to go about getting the card. Um, the Gretzky card has an enormous pop count. Like you go on, like I, I'm part of uh, a Facebook group of the Wayne Gretzky uh, Facebook group. And like every day there's like 15 of these cards that show up all different grades from PSA to BGS and KSA and just all those CSG all the way down the line. So it just has an enormous pop count. Um, this particular card, this Mahomes card, uh, has a pop count of 13. So again, I talk about having these low pop count cards. The Josh Allen, the rated rookies, I mean, they're down. They're way down. The BGS 9, uh, the PSA 9, you know, there he has, there's so many cards out there, so many better cards out there that what I noticed at the shows when I had these cards, it was like a, a parent showing up with a young child who wanted a Josh Allen. And this was kind of the card the parents said, look, we'll let you buy it. You know, I'll, 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 I'll let you spend the hundred or 150 or $160 or whatever it was, you know, so you could have a Josh Allen graded card, but collectors weren't coming in to buy the card. Flippers weren't coming in to buy the card. So there are cards that just sat in my case. And I thought to myself, are we going to make a decision here and just toss the, toss these two cards in and just get this deal done. And it did. And it got the deal done and I'm, and I'm happy with it. I'm happy. I got the deal done. Um, I know I, there was some value to those cards, but at the end of the day, I felt there's more value in the Mahomes card. Um, I also purchased, and I'm just going to throw this in here. I also purchased uh, uh, on a separate deal, uh, Mahomes, you know, a silver prism rookie uh, PSA nine waiting for that to arrive. But that to me was just absolute steal, uh, online. You know, I, somebody was somebody, you know, one of the tricks I do and I'll pass it on to you when I see a card I like, I always, and I'm sure people know this by now. I just add it to my watch list and generally within hours, if not 24 hours, I always, somebody will send me a deal on it. Uh, and this particular card, I just did that because I was like, I had, I was selling some other things on eBay, some computer stuff. And I said, if that stuff sells, then I'm going to buy one of these cards. I'd already kind of committed to it. And, um, before the computer sold, they just sent a deal over that. I just couldn't refuse that where it was under the way under the current comps. And I said, you know what? I've owned three of these cards. Uh, over the last year, and I haven't held them for more than a few weeks. They've always gone back out. That's how liquid they are. So I'm I'm happy to have another one. Uh, a few cards I picked up from PWCC over the last couple weeks. Um, I thought I would share those with you. Um, I picked up a 2005 Upper Deck Rookie Black Diamond Quadruple. 
and Alexander Ovechkin. This is a PSA 8. The pop count is a little higher on this, but it's a very cool card, and um, it'll go right nice with my uh, with the rest of my Alexander Ovechkins. The price was very right on this through PWCC. Um, another card I picked up, uh, 2021 Panini XR Extreme Rookies. This is a Trevor Lawrence, uh, and this is a PSA 10, and everybody knows this is the hottest guy right now, right? Trevor Lawrence and I was actually in there bidding on something else and I saw this card and this card was in there at $85 which the last one sold for three times that on eBay uh and it's this is a pop six card and I was like that's a no-brainer to throw it throw a bid on that and nobody I was the only person that bid on it it went to the 30 minute mark and said yep card's yours so I was I was extremely excited to get that. Um, and the last one, little prospecting, and again on this card that I saw in there uh, was a 2022 Pizzini, uh, Panini Mosaic autographs to Desmond Ritter. It's a PSA eight with the autograph ten. Um, and here's a card that's already graded. It's an autograph. It's a rookie quarterback, and I got this card for forty dollars on PWCC. So I couldn't turn away, right? So here's a here's a card that, you know what? If he does well or he's even named the starter, the value of that should go up. Um, again, not going to get rich on it, but I just think it's like a card like that. It's a no-brainer, already a graded. Like even if I wanted to buy a Desmond Ritter card with an autograph on it, where am I going to find one graded for $40? I just don't think it's going to happen. Um. So for my sake and the hobby's sake, um, I hope there's a great surge going into national. Uh, for me, the lower, you know, the lower pop on the cards, the better. The less people in the room that have the same cards as I have, right? It's almost a name your price. Right? If people want the card and they come around and find they're like, wow, it's the pop three and I can't find one else anywhere else in this room. I mean, this, that, these cards, these low pop cards could be cards that people didn't know they were looking for until they show up and they're like, oh, that's such a low pop. Now I'm very interested. I've never seen this card before. And they could walk around, but they're not going to find it anywhere else in the room. So I'm happy to uh, I'm happy to have those cards. Uh, I'll be back Thursday with Rob, sports card therapist, for another collaboration episode. Looking forward to that. That's all I have for you this week, or actually I'd say this episode. Uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you.